Welcome to With a Twist, the number one parenting show on the planet. In an era where the majority of children are not asking what they want to be when they grow up, but instead what they want to be when they give up, With a Twist will help you raise hopeful, thriving, engaged, and confident children. Be the parent you've always wanted to be using With a Twist's signature success system. With a Twist is the only parenting podcast that will enable the everyday parent have peace of mind while navigating the school system and life. Give your child the opportunity to thrive instead of just barely survive. And now, the founder of With a Twist, Amber Scotchburn. Hi, it's Amber Scotchburn, and are you ready to get twisted with me? We've been talking about, in the last couple of podcasts, getting really curious with your child around something like homework that they don't want to do. And I'm going to suggest to you that um, I wanted you to get that curious with a whole bunch of things that maybe they don't feel like doing. So before you leap onto this saying that I don't want you to have kids that respond affirmatively to things that you're saying, I'm not suggesting that. But I am saying that we do need to get curious and we really need your child to have a voice. So let's talk more about that. So some of you might be thinking that it would be pretty awesome to have a child that was like a robot, right? (laughs) Did what they were told exactly when they were told. And let me tell you from firsthand experience, you don't want this. I was brought up to be, quote unquote, the nice girl. This meant that I did what I was told when I was told, I did what was expected, and I did what was deemed right. I was probably as close to a robot as you can imagine, and I believe my mom would even attest to this, and my dad too. But guess what happened to me? My voice was not really developed. Not my speaking voice, as you can tell, it's great, but my actual inside voice that would say when I wanted or not wanted to do something. It was never heard. I rarely spoke my mind on issues related to me. I held my thoughts in, even though sometimes it was slowly killing me inside. I was scared of being perceived to not be the nice girl. I was scared of what people would think of that. And I also never wanted to upset someone. Encourage your child to speak up and to not be scared to say what's on their mind. They need to have an outlet and wouldn't you prefer that outlet to be you? If they do keep it inside, sooner or later it's going to come out, and it might be in an unhealthy way. Like the child who has a tantrum over what's seemingly something little, but when you talk it through with them, their emotions were triggered by something before, and they just weren't able to talk about it. Or what about the time that something happened at work, you got home, and took it out on your unsuspecting husband? It happens, right? When we don't have a voice where we're at? We need to encourage our child to hear and feel their own gut feelings. Our gut instincts guide us and let us know what is best for us. My mom went to a talk by the police when I was in elementary school. The officers at the talk suggested that if people trusted their gut instincts, more than less crimes would happen. Why? Because people often share that they had a feeling something bad was going to happen to them just before it actually did. But instead of acting on that feeling, they talked themselves out of it. My mom actually woke me up when she got home from the meeting to tell me that she was sorry, she hadn't trusted my gut, and that she would listen to me moving forward. And here's why. I had a friend who always wanted me to come to her house for playdates. I often did go, but when she had one particular over, 
over, <laughs> when she had, sorry, when she had one particular uncle over, I didn't really feel comfortable going there. One day, the uncle wanted to take my friend and I out for donuts. My mom said, yes, for me. As soon as we stopped at the donut place and he got out, I actually got out of the car myself and ran all the way home. My mom was quite upset with me and said that I needed to apologize. I did, but I refused to go to this house when the uncle was visiting. This was very unusual behavior for the nice girl. When my mom woke me up, she said she would listen to me, and she referenced this situation. Do you want to know why? It turns out that this uncle was charged with sexual assault of minors. So please, teach your child to listen to their inner voice and to say no with confidence. And also, I don't believe in teaching kids that they have to say sorry. And then I'll talk about that either on this podcast or another one. <laughs> but what we want to know is that your children do know how to say no or change their mind with confidence, ease, and even some humor thrown in. Our society is set up to teach people to be people pleasers. I know because I was one, which means say yes to your parents, say yes to your teachers, and say yes to other people of authority. And when people say no, specifically kids are saying no, we label them as troublemakers. Then the child turns into a teen and all of a sudden we want them to just say no, quote unquote, when they get into awkward, intense, potentially life-changing situations. Like I mentioned, just say no to drugs, just say no to sex, just say no to drinking, just say no to drinking and driving, just say no to drinking and texting. In all of these conversations, we emphasize that they understand why they need to say no. For example, drinking and driving can lead to a wrecked car. They show us that every year at the Just Say No Drinking and Driving Assembly. And now they even take kids to the morgue to really drill, drill sorry, the point in as to why you shouldn't drink and drive. However, statistics would suggest that people still drink and drive, even adults. So let's go into that a little deeper. Kids can recite back to us why they need to just say no, but when do they get to practice? The times where your child has to practice saying no to you, I'm sure that hasn't gone over very well. What about when they've said it to a teacher or a coach? I really don't like to be the one to break it to you, but you're going to have to let your child practice saying no to you. And sure, you can do scenarios where they practice some prescribed answers. They are offered drugs and they say, no, because I have a game tomorrow. If they're an athlete or no, I have to dance tomorrow if they're a dancer. Role playing with your child is great and you can come up with some answers to different pressure situations that you know are going to arise and you can add humor to the responses. Role playing will also help the answers roll more easily off their tongues as they will have more practice. Kids will also need some unrehearsed times to be allowed to say no so that they can do it with confidence. Although you may not like it, find some things that you're okay with them saying no to you about. Why? Because they need that confidence to spontaneously be able to say no if something comes up that they haven't rehearsed. Plus, it would be great to teach them that saying no to you is okay. As they develop their own thoughts, ideas, and opinions outside of ours as parents, that sometimes wants to make Sometimes we want to hold on to our kids a little bit tighter in those situations. However, it's a chance for them to really find out who they are and learn about consequences to their actions. For instance, if a child says they don't want to wear gloves, the natural consequence of this is to get their hands cold. 
They will decide in the future if that's something that they want to do or not. As they get older, you'll want to allow them bigger opportunities to say no. No can feel like a really weighty thing to say, as you may feel that you are letting the person down. However, another way to look at this is when you say yes to somebody, you could potentially be saying no to yourself. So really important point to drive home with your kids, that if you have been expecting them to say yes to you all along, and, and they are, they're a good child, quote unquote, because we deem kids that are good that say yes, but we actually want to start practicing with them saying no. That's going to be very difficult. It was very difficult for me to start saying no, but I had to really be taught that when I said no to um, myself, when I was saying yes to somebody else. So just reverse that for a sec. As soon as you say yes to somebody else, you're saying no to yourself. We as adults do this a lot when we take on extra responsibility. Your boss asks you to work extra hours and you have plans. If you say no, you're afraid he won't ask you again. So you say yes. But saying yes to your boss, you've just told your child, whom you had plans to make dinner with, that your work is more important to you. On the flip side, if you said no to your boss, explaining that you have important plans that night, but would be willing to do it the next night, you are letting your boss know that you are hearing their words and that your time is valuable. In the future, your boss would realize that she needs to ask you ahead of time if she wants you to stay late. You've just taught your boss how to treat you by how you let her treat you. If you always say yes, then don't be surprised that your boss always asks you to work late at the last minute and doesn't seem to respect your time, as you'd had no one to blame in that situation but yourself. So just be really clear here. We don't teach kids to say no very often, but then we expect them to just be able to say no. So if we're going to work with a child on teaching them to say no, we'll do role plays in situations where there's some prescribed outcomes that we want. We'll also have to let them practice saying no to us when we don't really want them to. So you're going to have to be open for that. And then the next thing is we're going to have to teach them and ourselves that every time we say yes, instead of saying no to somebody else, we're saying no to ourselves and what we might have chosen. So be really clear on that. A line I just heard recently that I really like sums this up. No, all by itself is a full sentence. Quite often, we believe if we say no, we must give an explanation. And yet, when we say yes, we hardly get it out of our mouth before the person is on to the next thing. Start observing what happens when you say no. And knowing how quickly a yes is accepted, we also need to make sure our child knows it's okay to change their mind, just like we want them to know it's okay to say no. But we want them to be able to do both of those with confidence, ease, and humor. This allows for a child to take responsibility by readdressing the situation to make sure their voice is heard. So they are allowed to change their mind. If they had said yes and they feel like it was a pressure situation or they didn't make an informed choice, it's okay for them to change their mind. Think of a time you may have overcommitted yourself and you didn't feel it was okay to change your mind. Let's not have our children fall into that trap. So really, really important stuff here, guys. If we teach our kids that if they say yes to something, they have to look at all the things they're saying no to by saying that yes. If we teach our kids that how people treat us is a direct reflection of how we let them treat us, and if we teach our kids that to say no and to say I've changed my mind with confidence, ease, and humor, think of how amazing, smart, responsible, 
and life-ready kids will be turning out. And I say those words because we'll be helping them define their values by knowing what they've said yes to and what they've said no to. We'll have taught them how to get people to treat them. And we'll, taught the, we'll have taught them sorry, to value themselves. Now, sometimes the hard question might be, are you doing that for yourself? And that's why in this case, I actually have given you a couple different questions like that in terms of work and other experiences where you have, where you might not be saying no with confidence, ease, and humor, where you might not say, you know what, I've changed my mind. So how do kids learn this? Well, we've already suggested through role playing, through you letting them say no to you sometimes. (laughs) So choose some things that aren't going to be hard battles and have that leeway for them. And the other way to do that is by role modeling it for them. We haven't discussed a lot about role modeling, but it is the foundation of the book I've written called Parenting with a Twist, which is that I'm teaching you how to do these things for your kids. But if you're not doing them for yourselves, it's going to be really hard for your kids to pick up on that because kids really do respond more to our actions than our words. So we want to be really clear when I'm speaking with you that start thinking about these things for yourself. So what situations do you say no with ease? In what situations do you say yes and not realize that you've said no to other things? What situations do we put our children in where they can start to do this? I've already suggested that they should start being able to do it with you. What if they had the confidence to say that to the teacher? What if they had the confidence to say to their soccer coach? Let's say for their soccer coach who's doing a drill and they could actually say, you know what, I've never done this drill before. I don't know how to do it. I need you to show me. Or they could say to the teacher, I've never heard these terms before and I'm really lost. I need you to actually not move on, but explain it to me and not explain it to me in the way you just explained it to me because I didn't understand that. So I need you to do it in a different way. Well, the only way a child's going to be able to do that is if they're defining their voice. I was an adult before I realized that I could say no with confidence. It was so foreign to me that I had to practice. So you know what I did? I actually went to stores where they had high pressure commission salespeople and practiced saying no. Part of me felt bad because I was taking the salespeople's valuable time. However, I knew that I needed to practice saying no enough that it would feel natural for me to do so. Where in your life do you need to practice something so that it starts to feel natural? The other response sorry, we can practice with our children is to say, I need some time to think about that. This way, if there is a situation that they aren't sure or they find difficult, they don't have to feel that they have to give an answer. Again, remember, with all of these responses and behaviors, we are instilling that we also have to accept it when our children say it to us. So we have to allow them to say no to us or I need some time to think about it. Another very powerful sentence we can treat our children is, I've changed my mind. Again, just like above, if they felt pressured in a situation or given an answer that they would like to change, you've given them the means to do so. Your child feels pressured to have sex with their boyfriend, so she agrees to do so. In talking about it with her friends, and maybe even you, she decides she isn't ready. Give her the confidence and ease to say that she's changed her mind, or in any of the other high-pressure situations that we've talked about. I do have some more along these lines in terms of discipline and communication, but I'll save that for another podcast.
So thank you so much for listening. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are around the world. Great to have you with me today at With a Twist. Please don't forget to give me a five-star rating on iTunes. That would be much appreciated. As well as follow me on Facebook at Amber Scotchburn. Thanks so much.